Welcome back to Inspired by Interfaith Voices. I'm Kimberly Winston, in this week for Umbreen Khan. We've been talking about the year's top religion stories, both nationally and internationally. But religion is equally as vibrant on the local scene. Nowhere is that more clear than in Spokane, Washington, where a religion news website called Faves is bucking the national trend away from local news. FAVES, which stands for Faith and Values, is run by Tracy Simmons, a religion reporter and scholarly assistant professor in the communications department at Washington State University. Our host, Umbreen Khan, spoke to Tracy about the ins and outs of covering religion at the local level and about the ubiquity of faith, religion, and spirituality in the stories that continue to shape our world. Tracy Simmons, welcome back to Inspired by Interfaith Voices. It is a pleasure to have you on this week. Thanks for having me back. Tell our listeners a little bit about the work you do and what you've been up to lately. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I run a website in the Pacific Northwest called Faves News. We changed our name this year from Spokane Faves to Faves News to show just how much we've grown. So what we do is we cover religion news and ethics in this area. And so we have, um, gosh, I think about seven freelance reporters who are covering the religion beat um, in the Pacific Northwest. And we have about 35 columnists who write for us as well from all different faith backgrounds. So we have evangelical Christians and mainline Christians and Muslims and Jews and Baha'is and agnostics and so forth. Um, And so that keeps us uh, pretty busy, as you can imagine. Religion reporters, as you know, are some would call uh, a dying breed because of the way newsrooms have been shrinking the coverage and the beat. But here you are in the Pacific Northwest doing something that's changing the formula. What is it that you have found to be the secret sauce for growing in the Pacific Northwest? The secret sauce is just consistency, you know, um, and realizing that People say the Pacific Northwest is is this unchurched area, right? But people, even if maybe they don't belong to a particular religion out here, they're still interested in issues surrounding faith and ethics. Um, They still want to be part of those conversations. And so I think we're able to tap into that and we're able to provide content that challenges them and interests them. And so they keep coming back to the website. They keep suggesting um, story ideas. They keep engaging with the site, with the columnists, um, commenting on the columns. Um, And we've really created not just a news platform, but a community of readers and writers who are, you know, talking to each other. Give us a little flavor of what some of those interesting stories uh, have been over the course of 2023 and why, you know, why they really stand out to you. Um. You know, one thing that really devastated the area here this year was uh, the fires up in Spokane. And um, that was over the summer, but we just published a story this week on how those people are still affected, right? And so um, we had a story out about how the faith communities are continuing to be involved in not only the relief efforts, but like uh, environmental sustainability. How can we do better as stewards of the earth, right? Everyone's writing about how the church was there and helping, but we're doing the the long-term story. Like what's the theology behind this? 
Um, of course, right now we're doing a lot of holiday stories as well, um, including Blue Christmas and, and things like that. What's Blue Christmas? You know, for some people, the holidays aren't so cheery. You know, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of wounds, a lot of scars. And so there are some services that are being held um, just for, for people who are struggling this time of year. And then we have a lot of stories about, you know, houselessness um, and how the city is trying to, um, you know, deal with that. We also had here in Spokane, um, the mayor who was just, um, she just lost her reelection. Um, she was, she made big national news for us this year. She ended up going to a Christian rally in which some Christian nationalists were on the stage. Um, and she took some heat for that, which is understandable. What and how has the attention on the rise of Christian nationalism, how has that been um, changing or impacting conversations inside the various faith communities that are involved with your organization? Yeah, I see that people really want to have these conversations in an engaging, thoughtful, challenging way. Our associate editor wrote a very personal column about her journey with Christian nationalism, because when she um, became a born-again Christian, she kind of went down that road. And then she has obviously, obviously left that road. But she wrote about her very personal experience encountering that. This place that you live really doesn't match or mirror the perceptions that exist? What gives? What's? What, tell us, what is it about Spokane that the rest of us are missing? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Spokane is growing um, very, very rapidly. Um, it's becoming more diverse. It's a, it's a fascinating place to be a religion reporter, <laughs> you know, because we have um, five, last count, right? There were 500 churches in the county. Now, they weren't all full. A lot of them, just like any church in the U.S. right now, is pretty much struggling, right, with attendance and so forth. But we also have a mega church that's doing amazing. Um, we have a very strong Catholic community. We have a mosque, um, which is really interesting because there's so many different nationalities there. We have two gurdwaras. Um, we have one synagogue, but two congregations that, that share the facility. Um, we have a Baha'i community. So it's it's incredibly diverse. And I think most communities probably are if you just dig deep, you know. Um, so and, and I would say that we have at least the people who probably come to our site the most are people who would say they're not religious. Maybe they're spiritual. Maybe they've been hurt by their religious community, but they really, really still want to have that community community and they want to have those conversations around things that matter, their morals and their ethics. And I think that's really fascinating. You have a new website. Congratulations. I, yeah, thank you. I was on it and I couldn't help but notice that you have an entire area dedicated to what is happening in uh, the Middle East. And the stories that you're featuring include a host of different voices. How is that yeah. being reported and understood and felt in, in your corner of the world? There's a new um, organization that's popped up uh, in Spokane, and they they are continuing to do vigils and rallies uh, for um, Palestine. Um, and so, you know, we're reporting on that. We're reporting on what Kabad uh, of Spokane is doing. They've been pretty loud, pretty active, um, pretty visible. But we're also giving voice to people who want to write commentary on these events, and those have included you know, Jews and Muslims, but also Baha'is and Christians who are inserting 
um, their thoughts and their opinions on this. And that's been a really um, sensitive thing. I had to write a column and kind of say, hey, just because Faves is covering um, a Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah event doesn't mean we're pro-Israel or just because we're covering, you know, this rally by this pro-Palestinian group doesn't mean that we're anti-Semitic. And so we've had to really explain some media literacy, you know, throughout this process and explain like our job is to cover and to give voice to the community here um, doesn't mean that we are taking sides. Tracy, one of the things that I'm curious about as you are looking into 2024, what do you see uh, what do you see becoming a big story as you get ready for a new year? Well, I mean, we're watching the elections, right? That's always going to be uh, a story. Um, I'm continuing to keep an eye on church attendance. And I, I think the impact of COVID on houses of worship is going to be an ongoing story. Um, I know up in Spokane, we have a growing Hindu community, which I think is is really cool. And they have been trying for a long time now to get a temple, get a space to worship that's their own. So I, I've been I've been following that story, and I want to continue, you know, their journey, uh, reporting on their journey. Um, and then you know the fact that Spokane is growing so much, of course, changes the uh, demographics of the city and like who's coming in and and how do they worship or do they worship? But also, I want to pay attention to some of these smaller communities which often are underreported, not covered very well. There's a lot of um, religion news, you know, in in the rural areas in Washington State and in Idaho. And so I want to try to to pay attention to those as well. For example, one story that I've kind of been keeping an eye on, some of these rural churches can't find pastors, right? They can't find people to lead them. So they're they're lay-led right now, and that's taking a strain on some of these communities um, or if they do find a pastor, that pastor is going to have to lead several congregations and maybe be on the road, you know, driving two or three hours between congregations. And I think that's really an interesting story. You know, there are still people moving to North Idaho from California and some of these other bluer areas um, and making some of this, these other areas in our space more red, if you will. And I think that's a trend that we're going to continue to see. Um, and that, of course, changes the religious landscape as well. That's all for this week's show. If you want to read about Tracy Simmons' spiritual journey or uncover the richness of Spokane's local religion scene, go to www.favs.news. If you're interested in finding out more about our guests, Ken Chitwood, Tia Kobaba, and Tracy Simmons, head over to our website at www.interfaithradio.org. While you are there, you can also learn about us, read the show notes, sign up for our newsletter, and explore the archives. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or by searching Interfaith Voices in the podcatcher of your choice. This week's episode was produced by me, Kimberly Winston, Kevin McCarthy, and Umbreen Khan. And thanks to our founder, Maureen Fiedler, for her vision. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions, and our closing theme is by Audio Binger. Inspired is a production of Interfaith Voices. We rely on the generous support of our listeners to bring you this show. <laughs>